Ashken, I think for us, what really concerns us is that we've been talking a lot about collective violence, and it is the same script, though the issues may be different, where societies are using violence as a currency to try and get their their rights. Before, it used to be socioeconomic rights and service delivery. So it is highly worrying for us now that violence is being used as a currency for people to get their political rights. And once it starts infiltrating the political terrain and political engagement, it has huge implications in terms of our own democracy. And what, what worries us, Shekina, as I said, is that in the script, it's, it's the similar stuff, and we seem to be re- reacting exactly in the same way. We've had so many engagements around collective violence, and we are not able to break the script and react um, differently. So, for example, one of the things that we've been saying about before the violence happens, it happens in a context where you already have masses that are highly agitated and angry and frustrated in our society because of the lack of realization of their socioeconomic rights. So if you are going to be communicating something as sensitive as a mayoral candidate that you know, I mean, our leaders say that they had a sense that people would not be happy. Mm. So they should have been able to read not just the political and security issues, but also the psyche of society. And there should have been more investment in communicating and engaging with communities, getting leadership on the ground to make sure that this doesn't happen. But we also, in the script, same thing during the incident, and we've been, we've been emphasizing this, when the violence is happening, the tendency of the leaders is to focus on the opportunists, on the criminal elements, and lots of energy is spent to try and say, you know, no, it's not us, there's people who, there's a third force, there's all these people. And what we have been saying at CSVR is that these people, the opportunists, pet uh, force, criminal elements, only get power if the masses are agitated and they feel that their leaders are not hearing them. And you only strip them of their power when you go beyond them and listen to the masses. And we're already hearing that rhetoric where there's a lot of focus on finding out who the opportunists are and who are those people. And that is highly worrying for us. Because what then happens, Shakina, is that after the violence and the incident has died down, the key issues and the root causes that have driven the violence are never really addressed. So you still remain with masses that are still agitated and frustrated, who can then easily be mobilized by anyone else who has something that they are not happy about. Previously, it has to do it had to do with socioeconomic issues, but now it is entering in the political terrain. So we have to find a way of breaking the script, Shakina, because we are responding the same way, and it is not helping. You're also going to say that the latest upsurge in violence is a response to the political representation system. Can you elaborate on that? I think what we are saying is that we have to ensure that at a local level there is engagement with people and with the masses at a political level because it is an indication of the people who are feeling that the existing system is not able to hear and understand their frustration. Well, we're going to leave it there for now, uh, but clearly a conversation worth having in terms of how do we respond differently uh, when the same situation arises over and over again. Mr. Makubela, thanks for your time this morning. Uh, thanks very much, uh, Sagin, and morning to your listeners.
So I'm, I'm a bit baffled because I'm looking at uh, this morning's edition of the Sowetan and it says um, the ANC Youth League has blamed beneficiaries of outgoing Mayor Josienzo Ramachupa for the widespread looting taking place in Tswane. And uh, they actually do uh, quote you there. So which is it? Is it ANC members or is it thugs? No, I've not even seen the the article on Sowetan, but I do not think that would be that would have been what the ANC Youth League have said. What we have learned when we're on the ground and speaking to a number of people, one is that there's been uh, some uh, misinformation that has been spread, uh, lies, propaganda, such as the when the the hawkers in town were informed that no, uh, Ms. Didiza when she resumes office as an executive mayor of Tswane. She has a plan to clean out all the hawkers and remove them from the streets and all sorts of things and stop the buzzery that the children of the hawkers are receiving. Uh, they, also, there are workers of, the, of an EPWP program who have been told that when she comes into, uh, into, into office, their jobs will stop. Others have been told that, no, the free wifi will stop, while others have been told that, no, the development that has been taking place in China will stop. And... And the lie that has been used as well is that no, uh, Komaritovo disease is from KZN, <clears throat> and when she comes into office, she's going to bring Zulus and all sorts of things. These were, were all the propaganda and the lies and hogwash stories that have been used to actually try to uh, create negative aura around the name that has been tried to, to demonize the, the, the mayoral candidate of Tswane, mostly by people who are masquerading as ANC, ANC members trying to sectionally demobilize uh, society against the name. And that's why we have seen all these uh, violent riots. What do you mean by masquerading, uh, masquerading as ANC members? They either are or they're not. There are, there are people who opportunistically looked at, at this particular uh, problem, which has taken place within the ANC, and, 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 and actually uh, 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 fueled it. Uh, to an extent that it even caught fire, where people were starting started to uh, loot uh, foreign national shops, started to ban uh, property and so forth. I do not think that ANC members would uh, have the capacity or can be able to vent out their anger uh, by destroying public property, by going out and looting foreign national shops. I do not think that that is the case. I think that law enforcement agencies should actually look deep into into the nature of the protest and some of the things that have taken place here. So you are suggesting that the Hawks are looking in the wrong place because they are reportedly investigating um, uh, whether some senior ANC members in Tuane are behind these latest violent spates. You have uh, the SG Gwede Mantashe quoted in the media as saying that the party has names and pictures of members of the party who held meetings to disrupt Tuane. So now you're saying they're all looking the wrong way? I'm not, I'm not saying that they are looking into the wrong way. I'm saying that there are, not only will you, will you find that there are some ANC members who, who, who actually uh, went out doing the wrong way, things the wrong way, but I'm saying that there are those who actually took advantage of the situation in foiling it. So I'm saying that the uh, law enforcement agencies, including even the Hawks, should even cast their nets wider. Because you would find that in as much as you would find that there are just a little elements, criminal elements from some of our own members, but there would also be opportunistic elements that will, uh, that will come, agent provocateurs that will even come in 
and use this thing for their own political mileage. Do you know any of these people? No, I don't. So there was a meeting that was supposed to take place yesterday with the branches to discuss a way forward uh, to this mayoral nomination process. Do you know why the meeting didn't happen? Well, I know that there there are a lot of consultation meetings that are taking place with various branches. Uh, Perhaps what the media is reporting is that there's not been a big gathering of all the branches, but I know that the a number of branches have been called. In my own right, I'm also I'm a chairperson of the of the region of the Youth League, but I'm also a branch chairperson, and I, I know that a number of branches have been called, uh, not in collectively, but uh, they've been called uh, branch by branch uh, in consultation. So there are meetings that are taking place. And beyond that, what strategy do you have as the leadership of the Tswane region to work towards a peaceful resolution and a peaceful lead up to the August third elections? Well, Sagina, the reality of the matter is that these uh, propaganda, these lies, and 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 all and, and all these hogwash stories that are used against against the mayoral candidate of Swane, we need to go down as the leadership and to demystify them. The first thing is that most people who work on the EPWP, Clava Clava Fatalist program, need to know that actually uh, the EPWP program was the brainchild of Comrade Togo Didiza when she was a minister of public works. They also need to know that actually after being a minister, Comrade Togo Didiza herself. Those who were told were informal traders in town. That Comrade Togo Didiza herself was also a, 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 an informal trader in Tswane. She understands their struggle. And also that she has been an activist in Tswane for over 25 years, raised her children here, and she's, she's a member of the ANC in Tswane. She's not from KZN, as others will try to, 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 to say. She has been participating here, her family is here, and all sorts of things. We also, and I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a problem generally in society, without understanding the dynamics of how things are going to as a region. Most of us who, who reside in Tswane, it's either through our parents who came here as migrants seeking better job opportunities, or, uh, or our grandparents. Most of us uh, claim our homes outside Tswane. We come from Limpopo, uh, KZN, Eastern Cape, and all sorts of other things. We came here in Tswane and made our home, maybe after we found better job opportunities, or after we came here for for, for economic opportunities and all, all other things. I think we need to go out and demystify this means and be able to clarify uh, the person who Togo Diviza is with impeccable credentials, with a very good track record in governance, and show her the work that she has done while in governance, the work that she is doing in parliament, and be able to clarify them, because there are people who have opportunistically used this opportunity to try to create a negative aura around the name. And the issue of foreign shops being looted in uh, those regions that are seeing up, uh, unrest, what are you doing about that? It's very unfortunate. You know, there's nothing that is devastating as every time there's an outburst of anger, every time there are riots, every time there are protests in townships, everywhere around the country, that the foreign national becomes a victim of our own rest. And I think that we need to come up with ways on how we can be able to, to, to shield them, on how we can be able to protect them. Because every time, Sagina, there are, uh, there are protests every time there are riots, even if those protests and riots are not the, those of, of xenophobic nature. We always vent out our anger 
we always vent out our own public frustration onto foreign nationals who are, who are here on asylum trying to make ends meet. We need to come up with ways that we can be able to, to, to shield them. Not only here in Tuan, you know, it happens everywhere else. When people even, uh, even uh, protest about anything else, they take out their anger and, and frustration on foreign nationals. I think we need to do more to, to protect them and, and so forth. It's not only foreign nationals. You would, have, you would have seen that people even attempted to go and loot the, at the malls and so forth.